Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey folks, welcome to today's podcast. It is Saturday, March the 2nd of 2024. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's on my mind today. So, I have gotten some information that was sent to me today and uh, early this morning. <laughs> and uh, I'm very thankful for that info. And uh, Kay, Michelle, thank y'all so much for um, sending all that stuff you guys got. And uh, hey, my friend Melissa sent me some stuff as well today. Thank you. So there's so much going on. Um, and then you guys have known I have talked about Emerald being a smart city for a long time, a long time. You know, I mean, I, especially the big rant I went on for the XL Energy, forcing us to get these smart meters, which, you know, are a fire hazard, you know, not to mention all the, you know, the EM, the waves and the magnetic, oh, it's terrible stuff, terrible. And we have, you know, the 5G everywhere. And um, so I was pretty upset about that, right? Like when I called him, well, ma'am, you don't have a choice. And, you know, you really don't. <laughs> and I was like, I had to hang up the phone before I said some not so nice Christian words. And so uh, as of this week, I wasn't even aware of. And my neighbor and I were standing outside. And uh, this was after our power was cut um, from the semi that hit the thing. Anyway, I uh, hit the pole. I don't know if I told you guys. I did tell you about that. So anyway, we're standing outside day for yesterday. And I'm like, hey. Um, and, uh, and I was asking her about that. And she said, um, I guess it wasn't. Was it day before? Was it Thursday? seems like so long ago golly it does it's saturday yes it seems like forever ago but anyway we were talking and she said the smart meters that they put on our water is like gushing and my whole backyard is flooded and i was like what and she goes i've called the city and they won't do anything about it and i was like what what smart meters what so lo and behold today i go out and i check and there's a smart meter on on my water and so now we have smart meters on our water smart meters on our electricity so the overlords are working hard in Amarillo to make us a 15-minute smart city. And so the stuff that I was sent today, I'm um, talking about the wildfires. And uh, it is the second largest wildfire in the United States history, which I'm pretty sure we're going to surpass that, unfortunately. Um, but in Texas, it's burned over 1.7 million acres. Think about that, guys. 1.7 million acres acres to give you an idea how many miles that might cover now listen to me 600 about 640 acres is one square mile 640 acres one square mile this has burned 1.7 million acres and continues to burn another thing you guys may not be aware of but the texas panhandle is the nation's largest largest supplier of beef we are the beef capital pretty much of the world and um a lot of people don't know that and uh so some more things that were sent to me today um from a tiktoker um well they sent me the information from this gentleman who's a tiktoker and uh, i would play it on here but there's some like some choice curse words that i don't really cringe worthy but he's absolutely correct on everything else that he says so the same people the same people is being said that were at fault for the Maui fires are the same ones that started the fires here in Texas. And so we have the, let me pull this up here for you guys. Hold up, hold on, hold that, hold the moment, hold the phone. TexasTribune.org. TexasTribune.org um, has called for, state calls for investigation into cause of Texas Panhandle wildfires. As officials try to determine a cause for the wildfires, a Canadian homeowner filed a lawsuit blaming an energy company hmm, for the destruction. Sound familiar? This is by Jamie Lozano Carver and Emily Foxhaw. Emily Foxhaw posted on the 1st of March. So, um, this is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and he is in Borger, Texas, and he's talking with Hutchinson County Judge Cindy Irwin and um, Nim Kidd, Chief of Texas Division of Emergency Management. So, they're discussing some stuff. And so, the article continues, and it says, as firefighters battle the raging Smokehouse Creek fire, Governor Greg Abbott said the cause of the fire, which covers more than 550 miles, is under investigation. He had not received an official report as of Friday. So, we're going to skip down a little bit to the article, and it says, we're going to continue to work with our local partners to do calls in origin determination, Abbott said during a press conference on Friday. 
Officials are unable to start investigating how the fire started, leaving many questions unanswered days after the flames engulfed the panhandle. Juan Rodriguez, Texas A&M Forest Service Incident Commander for the Smokehouse Creek Fire, said his agency's officers are investigating the cause of this week's fires. The service will also have a report of its findings. Quote, part of their process is looking into all the details and doing its site protection, Rodriguez says. Once they come to a conclusion, or I'm sorry, once they come to a determination, we'll start releasing that information, unquote. Attorneys have asked a utility company to preserve a fallen utility pole near where the Smokehouse Creek fire may have started, according to a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. A Minneapolis, listen folks, ding, 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 a Minneapolis-based electric utility called XL Energy, which generates, sells, and delivers power in the Texas panhandle, said it received a letter from the attorneys on Wednesday. The filing does not name the law firm, but said it's represented various property insurance interests. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me just give you guys a hint. So most cities that you move to, you have a choice of what electricity company you want to use. Like just right down the road in Lubbock, you know, about 100, you know, 19, 115 miles away, 115. They have a choice. They have like three, I think, different electric companies, LPNL, um, a couple other. But here in Amarillo, we only have one. We have one. That is XL Energy. That's all we have. That's it. So they have monopoly. Um, and so we don't really have a choice. Kind of like the smart meters. We didn't have a choice. They just put them on there. I remember I called. Well, man, you don't have a choice. I'm like, because if I wanted not to have the smart meter on my house, it was $250 for me to say no. And then I would have to pay an additional 100 and whatever dollars for them to come put another meter on my house. And then I was going to get charged another like $40 a month to have somebody actually come out and read my meter. Um, I hate to tell you this, but they never were reading my meter to begin with. They were guesstimating it because where my meter is, there's no way that they could have been reading it. But anyway, besides the point, you know, I digress, right? And so we're locked in to this monopoly of XL Energy. We don't have a choice. And let me tell you, we have a new building. They, I mean, oh, we gave them so many tax incentives. And oh my gosh, the AEDC, um, the Amarillo Economic Development, blah, blah, blah. Gave them so much money to build this huge, gigantic new um, XL Energy building downtown. It killed a guy, killed an electrician, by the way. Yeah, so that was not a good start to the building process. But anyway, I digress. Just a little angry about that. <laughs> I don't know if that shows or not, but we're going to continue. The company released a statement saying that it would cooperate with officials while conducting our own investigations to determine the cause the causes of the fires. Bloomberg reported earlier on the filing, Reuters reported that a homeowner whose house was destroyed filed a lawsuit Friday in Hemhill County against XL, claiming the powers or the power company splintered utility poles started the wildfire. The Texas Tribune could not immediately retrieve the court filing. Gerald Singleton, manager, uh, managing partner of the Singleton Schreiber, a San Diego-based law firm that has handled similar cases before, said the most common cause of these fires is lightning strikes. Since that can be ruled out in the Texas in the Panhandle fire, Singleton said the next cause to look at is its proximity to power lines. XL Energy subsidiary Southwestern Public Service Company serves the area where the fire is burning, according to the SEC filing. The location is outside of the jurisdiction of the Electric Liability Council of Texas, which operates the power grid that provides electricity for most of the state. Downed power lines have caused other massive fire outbreaks, including the Dixie Fire and Kincaid Fire that sparked in California from Pacific Gas and Electric Power Lines. Last year, the Hawaiian Electric Company acknowledged downed power lines caused the initial fire in the Maui town of Lahaina, but, but blamed local firefighters for leaving the scene only to have another second wildfire breakout, killing 97 people. Folks, I don't know if you notice this or not, but there's kind of like a pattern going on, a pattern. All these cities that are going to be smart cities that are on this smart city forum on the Whiffers, the Whiffers um, Economic Forum. You can find it on the website. Amarillo is listed. And guess what? So is Maui. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if their plans were to burn Amarillo or just burn, you know, everything north of us. But I'm going to, I'm going to link the, um, TikTok video to that gentleman. I'm going to link it in the description below. Just know that there are some not so savory words <laughs> in in his uh, speech about everything. But I mean, you know, you I mean the facts are there. I think he says, you know, it's just it's you know it's the bomb word. So we'll just say it that word a few times. But I will link it. You guys can listen to it at your own discretion. So 
That's one big thing. So I'm going to come over here to myhighplains.com, which is uh, Channel 4 here in Amarillo, Texas. Now listen to this. This was posted on November the 16th of 2022. It was when it was updated. It was posted on the 15th by Kaylee Green. City of Amarillo starts long-range vision 2045. Amarillo, Texas, the city of Amarillo is working on its long-range plan, which is an updated, comprehensive plan called Vision 2045. You're going to hear that a lot, guys. Emily Kohler, the city's assistant director of planning, said it is a 20-year plan that starts with community input. Um, I'm going to throw this out here. That was a lie straight from the pit of hell. Nobody in the city had any input on any of this. We never got to say we wanted smart meters or not. The city just said, you're getting smart meters. XL Energy said, you're getting them. We did not have, like I said, we didn't have a choice unless you want to pay another additional $300 a month for your electricity bill, mm, which is already outrageously high anyway, because they have a monopoly. We don't have a choice. We're forced to pay whatever they tell us to pay. There lies the problem, you know. But anyway, and then we have the city coming around and enforcing, um, putting on these smart meters on our water. Like, we didn't have a choice. Zero choice folks zero choice woke up one morning and it was there mm. anyway so uh we're going to continue it says here is quote we have an existing the amarillo comprehensive plan that's what it says we have an existing the amarillo comprehensive plan not my english theirs which was completed in 2010 and there's a state law that requires that cities need to have an updated comprehensive plan quote she said and so City Plan Vision 2045 is an update to the 2020, 2010 plan. I'm sorry, to the 2010 plan, she says. Color said the city is analyzing the type of growth they really can expect over the next 20 years. Quote, we're facing a lot of critical decisions right now around housing, transportation, affordability, quality of life improvements, Color said. And this is an intended to be a large public engagement process where Amarillo residents get to decide those things about how the city will continue to grow and develop in the future. I think I'm going to write my mayor and I'm going to, I'm actually going to call the mayor because I didn't get any input in that. According to Kohler, statistical data will give them key indicators for how many people they can expect to move or to leave Amarillo. But you, but I will be leaving Amarillo as soon as I can. Quote, from that, we can determine housing units and jobs. Essentially, those are kind of the key indicators. And then the plan just tells us how are, how are we going to shape the city to accommodate housing and jobs for that number of people over that time frame. Color also said there are plenty of plans in place that will align with the updated city plan. There are plenty of plans in place that will align with updated city with the updated city plan. Really? She said they have soft launched the plan, soft launched the plan, introducing it to the Planning and Zoning Commission and the newly formed Steering Committee before rolling it out to the public. Folks, I'm telling you, they've already rolled out their initiatives, their agenda, but we as a public have never gotten any input. So, this, so folks, let me tell you, this, I'm telling you all of this to tell you this. You have no choice unless you stand up right now and get involved in your city. Now, we have great people in our city council. We elected them over the last hoo-ha, which started all of this. This was, you know, Ginger Nelson who had got us into all of this stuff. And so we elected our new mayor and new city council to combat all that. But they haven't done anything that I can see. They're just moving us right along on this agenda. And so... I think I will be emailing and calling uh, my mayor um, over all of this. So we're going to continue. Jay Rinkins, a principal with the planning and designing firm MIG, said they work on plans all over Texas and the country, but they want to get this one right. <laughs> were y'all involved in the Maui plan too? Quote, we'll be using the guiding principles established by the community as well as a fiscal impact analysis to understand what the implications are for the city in terms of costs associated with different growth scenarios and development patterns, says Rinkins, to the Emerald City Council at their November 8th meeting. Mm. Kohler said the city will begin the conversation on the long-range plan with the community in January with the website dedicated to the project. 
Can I tell you? We never saw any website dedicated to any project. We never heard anything in January. Mm. Quote, they were actually anticipating about a year-long process from that point forward, said Rinkins. So ideally, having a draft plan late 2023 with adoption, either at the end of this coming year or early 2024. So it's early 2024. It is March. And as of last mm, October, November, I believe it was, they installed the smart meters on our electricity. And now they just put in the smart meters on our water. Now they're doing it in stages. My neighborhood was like, oh, numero third to have their smart meters put on. Just letting you know. Folks. Mm-hmm. So this article was put up November the 15th of 2022. Yeah. So just let you know where Amarillo is headed. You know. And they're implementing their plan. And uh, I guess that includes wildfires, burning it. You know, in you know, Texas Panhead, we're like the largest distributor beef mm, you know they have a plan folks and have you noticed how many recalls there have been <laughs> open up my phone it's never ending it may happen two three times a day so-and-so is recalling beef so-and-so is recalling this so-and-so is recalling that thousands and thousands of re folks number one i know they are contaminating our food supply and have been for a very long time you know it i know it they're contaminating our air, our water, everything. Chemtrails, chemicals, um, there's the dusting. Like, let me tell you something. I have a 1994 Jeep and I have a 1994 Honda Del Sol. Okay. It has lasted all those years with beautiful paint jobs. And then within the last three years, my paint, my clear coat is coming off. Gee, really? Why? Three, four years, actually. Mainly. But seriously, by the last three years, I started, I began to notice it. I really began to notice it in 2023 on my Del Sol. It was really coming off on the hood. And I'm like, what is going on? This bubbles up and needs to clear paint right off. And there's like that fine little sparkly dust on your car. I wonder where that's coming from. Chemtrails. Amarillo, Texas is probably one of the largest chemtrailed places I know. Every day I look up and there's chemtrails. Like you can see a jet flying over. Because you know there's an airport right outside. So I can see airports. You know, see we have a private airport not too far from me. Um, I think maybe like three or four miles. So we have one. And then we have the major, you know, Amarillo International Airport as well. And you know, it's amazing. You know, you can see those like flying right along. And they're little, you know, chemtrails. Mm -hmm. And then you see little contrails. Actual, you know, of course, they just dissipate, right? Then you got them chemtrails that stay forever and ever and ever. And I know you guys, you may not know about this, but the Geoengineering Watch, you can go check them out. Talking about square clouds. Square. So it's weird. It's coinkadinkle. Coinkadinkle. Is that a word? I'm going to make it up a word. Coinkadinkle. That um, <laughs> all these major storms and all this stuff has square clouds. Like, wow, what? Hurricane. Square clouds. I've never seen square clouds. I don't, I don't think those are, you know, I don't think it's a natural phenomenon. Like, go look up square clouds. You're going to be like, well. <laughs> and it's got bought tons of pictures of them. Tons and tons and tons of, of pictures from them. Even from NASA. I mean, it, I mean, not NASA, but from, you know, well, I guess from the International Space Stations and stuff. Oh, you know, talking about space. I did tell you guys that Russia did launch that missile. I think it's a missile launched a, um, let's say a rocket maybe with capabilities of, you know, knocking down a missile. I mean, knocking down a uh, satellite or whatever up in space. So now, I mean, technically they can just take out our infrastructure like that. Boom. And we got old Biden over here going, dun, 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 dun. you know, I, it makes me wonder, like if they knock out the entire infrastructure here, what are the elites going to do? They're going to fly to Switzerland. I'm like, what do we got? Planes aren't going to fly. We'll see here with them EMPs, folks. Boom, nothing. Nothing prior to like 1980 is going to run, okay? Uh, which you might want to go invest in one of them old, old cars. You remember? Okay, so this is another thing that just popped into my mind. You remember the clunker initiative? Obama with the clunkers. We're going to get them clunker. If you give us your clunker car, we'll give you $500 to crush that car. 
There's nothing wrong with that car. But we will give you 500 because it's just a gas guzzler. Oh, my gosh, them there emissions, boy, they're just, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh, they're going to kill us all cow farts in your car. We're doomed. <laughs> it's the end of the world. I'm sorry. I can just, I, I still hear Bill Gates talking about cow farts. I'm like, seriously? He has enough hot air in his body that's probably doing a lot more damage than cow farts. I'm just saying, but... Think about it, you guys. People turned in all those all those cars. All of those cars, you guys. Most of the majority of them did not need computers. And when the EMP strike hits, that's what it does. It takes out your electrical components, your computers, your stuff like that. If you've got like a gas-powered bicycle with a little lawnmower motor, you're still going to be running down the road just fine. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, you get them old, like, I'll tell you what you need. Then you go, okay, Amazon. Amazon, I hate Amazon, but you know, you can go there. Or Tractor Supply. And they have these, they're called Coleman. And they're a little like motorcycles. But they're not really, you know, they're like, not really, really a motorcycle. There's basically like a lawnmower slapped onto a frame, you know. So you don't shift gears or anything like that. No clutch or nothing. But they'll get the job done. They'll get you down the road about you know, 20 miles an hour or so. But I'm just saying, you need to think about these things. Because, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this since our power keeps going out and, you know, our Internet's going out and AT&T and Verizon and all these things. These people have cornered the market. Remember Sprint? I don't think there's a Sprint anymore, is it? Did, is there, no, T-Mobile. T-Mobile bought Sprint. So you only have three major conglomerate companies. All these people are ruled by the elites. And so we really need to think about things. Like, look what Bud Light did. The Mulvaney thing. I, I, I think that was a test. I think Bud Light wonders. They lost a billion dollars. A billion. But then they made it up. So you get all these people out there. Well, I ain't going to drink no Bud Light. Because they're going to have a drink. I ain't going no Bud Light. And they go drink a Michelob. I'm like, that's a Bud. That's Budweiser. That's Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> and so Budweiser was still making. Anheuser-Busch was still making money. Just not off of the Bud Light. Now, they did take a hit in sales. Like about a billion dollars. But revenue-wise, I think it shut down to like $500 million. Which is still to them chump change, really. But um, you know, you look at things. I'm like, what is going on? It's a reprobate mind society. God has turned them over, so they have denied God and denied God and denied God, and so God turns them over to a reprobate mind. Look at our was our health guy, and in, in the I don't pay much attention, but he's up there in the gallery, he thinks he's a woman, and he's over our medical, our health. I'm going. Uh, Attorney General, that's what it is. He, yeah, the, yeah. I'm going. What? He oh, seriously, folks. Seriously, you know, if you go back in time, you probably can't find this anymore. But psychologists used to call that. Um, hey, oh my gosh, it starts with a D. Now I can't even think anymore. But they, you know, it was like there's something wrong with you. There's like a uh, there's something wrong with you, and so you need counseling to like whatever but not now no no now if you think oh my gosh that person is wrong then you are the one that needs to be reprogrammed <laughs> reprogrammed when you watch tv you're just letting them program you when you surf the internet you watch your tiktok videos you're letting them program you and so they keep you occupied they keep all of us occupied with all this stuff this stuff like kelsey and and, and Swift or whatever her name is. They keep you all occupied with that while they're doing all these backdoor deals and stuff. And, and the rest of us are, you know, we're like, what? And if you don't look for it or, or follow somebody who's smart enough to look for it and to search this stuff out, then, you know, wow, you know, you're lost. You're lost in the sauce, folks. <laughs> lost in the sauce. So, you know, it's, it's great to have articles and stuff to go by and trusted resources that you can go and find news, you know. And uh, so on my website, Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com, I have a whole bunch of resources there. And um, I've got a bunch of news resources that you can go and you can find this stuff out for yourself, you know. And just in case, and God forbid, I'm not here anymore. And well, I'll be in the Lord, I'll be in heaven. So praise the Lord if it ever come to that. But, um, but you know, there's some places like you'll need to go and find news for yourself. You know, I'm going to look at if I can pull it up here. Bible prophecy, prophecy. I can't type today. I tell you what. Um, but that way you can go and find it for yourself, you know. And um, let me pull this up here real quick. Sorry, guys. 
Well, I had the mic where I had my microphone. I can't see my keyboard. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> so anyway, so if you go to Bible Prophecy for today, that's the number four, today.com. And you scroll on down. So you're going to scroll on down. I'm a, I can always put Watchmen on the wall. People are like, what's a Watchmen on the wall? Well, let's read it. If you go out there and you're telling people about the truth and you're telling about what society's doing, how it relates to Bible Prophecy, hey, you need to get saved. You're telling people the gospel. You're telling people about Jesus. Then you, my friend, are a Watchman on the wall. So let's check it out. Watchman on the wall, Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. This is in the New King James Version. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give no give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will require your hand yet. If you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. So, folks, we need to go and tell people about Jesus. It's that time. I mean, we are in the end days. Like my pastor said on Sunday, I'm going to link that uh, YouTube. Now, the audio is kind of, you know, the uh, the audio guy ran home, grabbed some cables, brought them back, hooked them up. So they're still tweaking with the audio. So it kind of fluctuates. I'm going to. Just to give you guys a warning if you're using earbuds um, for that audio. But I'm going to link it because he talked a lot about how to tell people about Jesus in these end times. Like, what are we to do? And he gave a lot of ins- um, uh, a lot of examples and things that we can do. And like one thing I always do, and he does the same thing. I always ask people, so where do you go to church? You know, and they're like, oh, I don't go to church. Oh, well, yeah, let me tell you about where I go to church or, you know, or I go to so-and-so or whatever. And he can strike up a conversation like that and you know, start talking about Jesus at the grocery store wherever you may be so anyway i'm gonna scroll down here so i'm gonna roll on down so i have uh on there like why is it important to study bible prophecy i got a bunch i got brett meter pastor brett meter from at the creek on there i got dr david reagan uh formerly president of lamb and lion ministries he has retired um i have jd farag at jdfarag.org i have chris taylor don't let them burn hal Lindsay, jan markell ed heinson the late ed heinson chad thomas um lots of folks on there guys and then trusted pastors and resources. I have John MacArthur, Grace to You. I have Jan Markell and Olive Tree Ministries, her radio. Um, she has a whole bunch of great pastors and teachers and authors on her program. Pastor Jack Hibbs with Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And folks, we're going to hear from him in just a moment. I got a, um, I've got a little clip I want you guys to hear. Of course, Pastor J.D. Frog, John Haller's Prophecy Update. I have uh, Pastor Barry Stagner educating our world with don stewart folks he's got you can go to educatingourworld.com and all his books are free free you can download them you can read them they are free you guys um i've got treasure christ you go check them out on youtube um of course we got little light studios they'll tell you all about the stuff going on in hollywood um, Amir Safiety um, at BeholdIsrael.org. We have Pastor Billy Crone at GetALifeMedia.com. GetALifeMedia.com. You got to say it like that because he's outside of Vegas. I got Todd Hampson, Nathan Jones, and Pastor uh, David Reagan from ChristInProphecy.org. Pastor Tom Hughes, HopeForOurTimes.com. Dr. Mark Hitchcock. I got Melissa Daltrey. I have Steve and Paulette Kozar, the messed up church. Pastor Alan Jackson, and of course my pastor, Pastor Dr. Randy Davis at New Hope Fellowship at River Road. So folks, a lot of stuff on there. Lots of information from from pastors and teachers and authors that you can trust that are doctrinally sound. That they're not going to tell you, this is how you have your past life now. Or, you know, all this whatever garbage that they think, you're financial. This is how you, whatever, your checkbook. And money's coming to me. My call, my wallet fat and all this garbage, folks. These are actually trusted pastors that are not going to steer you wrong. And, of course, I also have the latest news. I've got Harbinger's Daily. I got, of course, uh, Jam Arkell has news headlines. You got a bunch of RSS feeds that go there. I have WND, of course, um, Rapture Ready in Times News, Technocracy News in, in Times. Of course, you know, you know him and love him. He is our favorite. It's Leo Homan, right? H O H M A N dot com. I got Leo. Oh, goodness. I'm sorry, guys. I got the Gateway Pundit, uh, Get a Life Media, Terry Jane's Prophecy Line, Prophecy News Watch, all kinds of information just jam packed on there. 
Uh, Because I want people to know the truth. I want people to know what's coming. I want people to know where we are right now on God's prophetic timetable. We are in the end days, folks. We're not going to be here much longer, whether we God calls us home or he comes to rapture us out of this world. Things are moving so fast. And Jesus said they're only, remember tacos? I use that a lot because you have a Honda. I drive that a lot. Anybody has a Honda, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We like to rev that line, that tack line, that red line. We like to, you know, get it up there as close as we can to red line. And, and so when Jesus said, behold, these things come quickly, or I come quickly, when he's saying that quickly means tacos, which means, whoo, it's going to get faster and faster and faster and faster once it starts. And then, of course, he said, you know, these things are like pregnant, uh, like labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And, you know, they start out kind of, you know, every now and then, everybody goes, oh, that's a little, uh, you know. And then, of course, it gets more intense and more intense. They become closer and closer together. And pretty soon the baby comes. And so this is where we're at right now. Things are getting closer and closer and more intense and more intense. There's more hatred for the Jews. There's more hatred for Christians. The whole world is turning on Christians and the Jewish people. I've never seen it this bad in all my life, especially towards Christians, especially in the West. So when you know it's the entire world and not just the Middle East, it's all over. It's global anti-Semitism. I mean, it's global hatred for Christians. You know that you are living in the days right before Christ comes back. And what did Jesus say? When you see these things begin to happen, lift your head up high for your redemption draws near, which means he's coming soon. <laughs> so guys, we don't have a whole lot of time to him haul around and just you know, lollygag around and binge watch this and binge watch that and whatever. We... We are here for a purpose. God said, go into all the world and make disciples. That's what we're to do. We're to go. Whatever talent God has given you, whatever you love to do, and you're really, really naturally, quote, naturally good at it. It's not only naturally. It's not you. That's the Holy Spirit, and that's the gift that he's given you to serve God. So whatever gift he's given you, we are to use that gift and turn it around and to serve God so that God will be glorified in all that we do for him. And so whatever you're good at, just know the Lord has put that into you. The Holy Spirit has given you that gift. You need to use that gift to glorify God because we're only here for a short time, you guys. I don't know where all that came from, but hey, <laughs> it was important, apparently. Um, so one thing I want to I want to throw this up here really quick and play this for you guys. So this is um, Pastor Brett Meter at Athy Creek. You can go to their YouTube page. You can go to their website as well. But he has a prophecy update the first day of every month. And he just did the prophecy update yesterday for March. And I'm going to play a snippet here. A little clip is about five minutes long. Uh, maybe a little over five minutes, but you're going to love it. Trust me, you're going to love it. <laughs> he's on point, and it's actually, um, he's talking about Jack Hibbs and the prayer, and you're actually going to get to hear Jack Hibbs' prayer that he said at the House of Representatives. And folks, oh, praise the Lord. It was wonderful. So we're going to listen to that right now. Okay, here we go. In the House of Representatives uh, this past month, uh, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, maybe you saw, uh, you know, Jack Hibbs got to pray uh, in, 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 uh, in the house. Now, this is something that was kind of interesting. Let me just show you one of the articles you can read about this from freedomfromreligion.com. Uh, Prayer by Christian nationalist pastor debases U.S. House. Um, let me read from this article. Hibbs opened his prayer in Congress yesterday with a sectarian and unabashed command, let's pray. Almighty God and Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, now there is a story behind this that's kind of funny. Uh, so Jack Hibbs uh, was asked to go and pray uh, there at that U.S. house, um, and, you know, as the sort of guest chaplain, that's what they called him. Um, and he, he uh, was told the same thing, only even worse. You, there, he was told you, you only have like 150 words or whatever, uh, and you, can only, you can't use the word Father, and you can't use the word Jesus. That's what he was told. Um, and so he carefully crafted a prayer and wrote it, and you know you have to send it in and have it approved before you read it. And he did that. Well, if you know Jack, he's a little bit of a rebel, if if you know <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying there. And on his way, I think he was like on his way to go pray, and he just felt convicted, like I can't pray that you know canned prayer that they want me to pray. And so he rewrote the prayer like right before the the time. Um, and, uh, and this is where they freaked out. You know, they said, he commanded, let's pray. Almighty God and Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> that was his first part of his word. He said, together we come before you in humility. Um, and and, and, and there, the article goes on. Why didn't the members of Congress pr- uh, present rise up in mass out of self-respect and walk out of the house? Why was this vengeful zealot invited to open Congress? Um, well, I, I thought I might as well show you the prayer. It's, it's a, uh, and, and it's one that I think we can maybe agree with. You tell me. Here, let's, let's, it's only a couple minutes. Let's listen to his prayer. Almighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Together we come before you in humility as a people in need of your forgiveness, your mercy, your goodness, and your grace. For these 250 so years, our fathers in this Congress have prayed for your guidance and protection. And so we stand here in humble petition that you today might do the same, that this nation and its unparalleled constitution your great gift to all freedom-loving people might be renewed here and across this land as a beacon of hope to all who seek peace. I ask you today, Father, to bring to us a great awakening of righteousness and confidence in you, who alone is mighty to save. Hear my cry in this hour of great need that we might be humbly blessed before you in the repentance of our national sins. You, almighty God, are the source of all wisdom, and there is no wisdom but that which comes from you. So please come upon those here who are the stewards over the business of our nation with your wisdom, which comes from above, and with your holy fear, knowing that your coming day of judgment draws near when all who have been and are now in authority will answer to you, the great judge of heaven and of earth, for the decisions that they make here in this place. I offer this prayer to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Son, your Son, and our crucified Savior and resurrected Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't think so, someone didn't do their homework before they asked him to come and uh, pray there. Uh, it was actually not shockingly House Speaker Mike Johnson who asked him to come and pray. So that's kind of interesting. It's been fun to kind of follow him. He's like uh, so far uh, a, a real Christian in the House of Representatives. And yeah, he is have been a real Christian in the House of Representatives. Because so what do you think about that prayer? I thought that was beautiful, true, and muchly needed. But then again, you get the leftists, you know, they're coming after us. And that's that's the hatred that they have for Christians and anything, um, anything representative of righteousness, because they hate that. But um, I kind of wanted to just throw that in there for you guys. So as I'm looking at my website here, I just kind of like scroll down. I'm looking at just some thoughts. So I have a blog on there and I have some folks that, you know, write with me as well. Um, Michelle. Hint, hint, we may need another blog update. Um, anyway, so I looked up and um, September the 14th is I put on there just how smart are those smart meters. Thought that was a little ironic. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yes, folks, so much is going on. So much. What else do we have? Let's see. Everything is gone. Wildfire ravages uh, America's cattle center. This is um, WND. Um, it has scorched more than a million acres and it's continued to burn. That's CNN. Catastrophic wildfires ripping across the Texas panhandle have killed at least two people and threatened to destroy more homes, cattle, and livelihoods as the biggest inferno in state history engulfs more land every minute. goes on to say the Smokehouse Creek fire has now torched more than one million acres in Texas alone, making it the largest fire on record in the state. The blaze had also charred more than 31,500 acres in Oklahoma as of Tuesday, or I'm sorry, as of Thursday evening. That state's forestry service said, uh, altogether, the fire is among the largest in the lower 48 since reliable record keeping began in the 1980s. So, goes on to say, the inferno is one of three fires burning in the Texas panhandle. So with no end in sight, despite light precipitation in the area Thursday, dry air and ferocious winds are expected to return Friday and into the weekend, likely fueling the flames. So if you know anything about the Texas Panhandle, we have winds. Amarillo has winds. We are the windiest city in the United States. We get winds sustained at 30 miles an hour daily. 
So that's just like our wind. That's just regular day. Regular day of wind is like 30 miles an hour, 20 to 30 miles an hour. That's that's normal for us, unfortunately. So another thing I wanted to talk about, here's a big one. This was sent to me by a couple friends. Um, one, this actually two this morning, Mindy and then another one, uh, Michelle sent this to me. So after trying, oh, and Melissa did too. So after trying to destroy Trump, New York Attorney General now attacks cows. Yes, folks, cows. Says meat packers claims about emission levels are impossible. WND.com, Bob Unruh. This was posted the 29th of February. New York's Attorney General Leticia James, fresh off her campaign to destroy President Donald Trump and all of his valuable New York businesses and terrify other businesses who still operate in the state, now has her and now has set her sights on the world's largest beef producer, JBS USA. She's suing because she claims that the company's claims about methane emissions net zero and its climate commitment aren't realistic. So, a report from Fox News documents her claims that the company is misleading the public about its environmental impact. She claims, quote, As families continue to face the daily impacts of the climate crisis, they are willing to spend more of their hard-earned money on products from brands that are better for the environment. When companies falsely advertise their commitment to sustainability, they are misleading consumers and endangering our planet, end quote. <laughs> that was hard for me to say with a straight face. But you know what? It's really a sad face because who suffers? It is the poor folks. It is the blue collar people. It's people like us, you, me, unless you're like an elitist. uh, We are the ones that suffer. You know, you look around and look, my neighbor up the street, she's such a sweetheart. She lives on social security, social security. And a guy hit her van. That's all she had. She's like 70, 80 years old, hit her van and she cannot afford to get her van fixed. Now she has to walk to the store. Has to walk to because she lives on social security and the bills keep going up. She can't afford her medication. She can barely afford groceries. Now she has to walk to the store because somebody hit her and they didn't have insurance. And then she had insurance since she bought the van 25 years ago. Her and her husband, of course, has passed away. And she didn't know she's supposed to have an uninsured motorist. They said, well, it won't cover your van because you didn't have an uninsured motorist. And she was like, what? Well, why didn't you tell me I needed an uninsured motorist? About broke my about broke my heart, you guys. So I'm gonna see about what's wrong with her van. See if we can get it fixed. It's something I think it is a CV joint, but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna get up under there to look. We have some mobile mechanics here in the world. I'm gonna see if we can't get her van fixed so that she doesn't have to walk. She's got one of the really nice camper vans. It's a 1994 camper van. <laughs> Those are good. Some things were built to last. You know what I'm saying? But um, that just goes to show you. You just never really know. And that's just, I tell you what, it just mm, hurts my heart. Hurts my heart. But she, anyway, she was so, um, she continued, quote, JBS USA's greenwashing exploits the pocketbooks of everyday Americans and the promise of a healthy planet for future generations. My office will always ensure that companies do not abuse the environment and the trust of hardworking consumers for profit, end quote. So as people like her and people like these elitists that are raising, that are causing the beef prices and your grocery bills and our grocery bills, and my little sweet neighbor's grocery bills and electric bills and power and all these bills to considerably rise higher and higher and higher with these stupid initiatives. It's evil. It's wicked. It is designed to depopulate the world. That's what it's designed is, folks. Remember Bill Gates? We didn't really catch up with these activities. We can depopulate the by 90%. People are like, yay! I'm like, you talk about sheeple. <laughs> Kill us, Gates! Yeah, kill us! That's basically what they're saying, and they're happy about it. Sorry. But, I mean, seriously, this is what's happening. But you have the people, you know, that they think Timmy is Tom, and Tom is tame, and all this crap, and I can be a cat, I identify as a cat, and, and uh, our attorney general who thinks she, he's a woman. Yeah. This is called a reprobate mind, and God has turned them over to, which means God is done. Like he's tried, he's tried. The Holy Spirit has like on and on and on. And he rejected them. So when you go around and you see people like that who think like, we know it's insanity, but they think this LGBT alphabet crap and they think drag queens should be, should be teaching kindergartners. And I saw some stuff on, oh, it was in Texas, I think. It had that drag queen Christmas crap. And oh my Lord, the stuff they were doing on stage and they had children in the audience made me vomit in my mouth. It is pornography. But, hey, 
And they won't even let them read these books like I was reading was the other podcast. I was talking about that. No, you can't read these at a meeting. Oh, that's pornography. But you'll let our children read this garbage? Sinful, wicked folks. <sighs> Get your children out of public schools if you can. Which I know not a lot of people can. But if you can, do it. <sighs> but if not, boy, we need to be praying for our children. But... When you see stuff like this going on and you see people celebrating and oh, yay, we need this kind of ideology, yay. Just know that God has turned them over to a reprobate mind <laughs> to do those things that are un ungodly, unseemly. Mm -hmm. They have been turned over. So reprobate mind means you cannot reason anymore. You can't think right. And so our society today, the world, the global is literally being turned over to God's judgment, a reprobate mind. And you see it everywhere, e everywhere. I don't have to tell you. It's just, oh, tell you what. It's like Lot, Pastor J.D. Farag. If you guys haven't gone to watch his latest update on Sunday, please go watch it. Vex, vex his soul. I'm like, well, I feel just like that. We all feel like that in this world. And how do you get rid of that? You turn off the TV. You turn off the programming. The telling a vision. You turn that off. You turn it off. And you read your Bible. And you go to trusted news sources to find out what's going on. Don't listen to the programming of your nightly news because they all say the same thing. There's been enough videos of that. The vaccine, the jab, all that, all of it, you guys. It's killing people. And it's killing more people. Now the CDC says you don't need to isolate if you have COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I just came across my phone now. Really? <laughs> You're going to kill us all. You got to get a chance for your grandma. Don't you love your grandma, Timmy? Yeah. Get this jab for grandma. We're going to kill grandma with the jab, but you get that jab. Don't you love your grandma? Do it for grandma and grandpa. Makes me sick. There's a special place in hell fire for eternity for these people. Mm. Sorry, this angers me. So, there's no immediate word on her ultimate goal, but in the Trump case, she alleged fraud when there were no victims. All the loans were repaid with interest, and the banks wanted to do more business with him. She demanded, and a rogue judge agreed in a ruling now being appealed that the state of New York should fine Trump hundreds of millions of dollars, a decision that has left other New York businesses wondering if they'll be the next ones to face such public financial execution. See what I mean, folks? The people do evil, and they just get away with it. But the Bible talks about that. James's claims include that beef production has the largest greenhouse gas footprint of any major food commodity, resulting in 14.5% of global greenhouse gas emissions. So let's just burn the Texas panhandle and kill all the cattle. Well, that'll reduce global emissions, won't it? Greenhouse gases were blamed for global warming until the warming stopped. Then activists started about climate change because we're going to global, you know. Oh, Al Gore made all them kids watch that stupid movie back then, remember? Global warming's going to kill you in 12 years. <laughs> we're all still here. <laughs> it's global cooling. You're going to freeze to death. We're all still here. Oh, my gosh. It's climate change. We're all going to die. We're all still here. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but this world ain't going nowhere until Jesus Christ says so. What? That's right. James is claiming that JBS's USA's net zero pledges for 2030 and 2040 are misleading and, quote, not feasible. <laughs> like any of that's feasible. Radical climate activists, including those at Earth Justice, Friends of the Earth, U.S. Citizens Campaign for the Environment, and others applauded her new political agenda. Reprobate mind. They claimed that JBS's assessments were, quote, misleading and it wasn't doing its share to reduce its climate change impact. A company official said JBS takes its commitment to a more sustainable future, more uh, for agriculture, very seriously. We disagree with the action taken today by the New York Attorney General's office. JBS will continue to partner with farmers, ranchers, and our food system partners around the world to help feed a growing population while using fewer resources in reducing agriculture's environmental impact. 
and burning 1.5 million acres. The move against this food producer is just one arm of a campaign in which global elites who travel by private jet build mega mansions for themselves and dine on exotic steaks at their conferences or insisting that the world convert to eating protein from bugs. Mm. You do know there's like, um, who was it? This is, uh, I think it is one of the largest food manufacturers. I think it was JBS. As a matter of fact, it's one of the beef producers that actually invested uh, a lot in insect protein plants. There's a big, huge one up there in Canada that is built. But what, a year ago now? Wake up and smell the coffee, folks. Wake up and smell the coffee. Our days are numbered down here. But if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, not your mama's Savior, not your mammy's Savior, not your mama's, grandmama's, whatever, daddy, granddaddy's Savior, your personal Savior, you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have put your faith in him to save you then you will be saved. So look, folks, whatever happens on this earth, let me tell you something. And I'm going to tell you from the bottom of my heart because I love you guys and I want you guys to know the truth. We're here but a vapor. We're, we're not here for very long. The Bible even says that. We're here today and gone tomorrow, you know. Um, what you do, what you do today, you know, we, we should do for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God because, you know, we're not going to be here very long. Even if we're here a hundred years, it's a hundred years. That's not very long. That's not very long in the big scheme of things. But let me tell you something. There is an eternity and you will spend it in one place. So you will either spend it separated from God in hell for eternity suffering, or you will spend it with the Lord Jesus Christ and our heavenly father and his Holy spirit. Where do you want to spend eternity? If God was to call you home or was to call you to your eternal home, where would you go? Would you go to be with the Lord Jesus or would you go to hell? That's a decision that every person makes. Every every person makes that decision. God has called you. God says he doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to come to the saving grace in his Lord and his son, Jesus Christ. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Jesus Christ came and he died on a cross. He lived a perfect sinless life and he came and he died on the cross for you and I to save us from our sins, to take that, to take God's wrath upon himself so that we wouldn't have to. So you may have gone down when you were a little kid and you said your little prayer, oh, Jesus, fire insurance, save me. When you're like five or six or whatever. And then later on in life, you lived your life like a bat out of hell. <laughs> like you didn't care, like whatever. Ah, I have fire insurance. I said the little prayer when I was a kid. <laughs> That's not the little prayer doesn't save you. The little prayer. No. Yeah, they put so much emphasis on that. Just say this prayer. Y'all just bag it and say this prayer. Look, I'm not saying that didn't save you. I mean, if you if you truly meant it, then yeah. But what I want to make sure is you know, John MacArthur talks about it and he's done a couple sermons on it, probably more than what I, I've even got a book on it, um, Save Without a Doubt. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, because God will say, there'll be those many, many he'll say will come and say, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name and we did that. And, you know, we, we cast out demons and all the stuff they said that they did. They, we did, did, did all these things. And Jesus will say, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. What does that say? What does that mean? There's a lot of folks out there that they think their good works are going to get them to heaven. And that's what they're depending on. They're depending that their good works outweigh their bad deeds. And that's going to get them to heaven. That's not what gets you to heaven. It's not what gets you to heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way. Your works are like filthy rags to him. All of them. All of us. The wages of sin is death. If you've ever told a lie, if you've ever looked at someone in lust, if you've ever stolen anything, if you've ever hated somebody, if whatever, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, every one of us, and we deserve death. But God sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, to come and live a perfect life. He was born of a virgin. He was all God, all man. He lived the perfect life. Remember, Satan tempted him. 
He puts him up on the highest pinnacle. He goes, I'll give you all of this if you just bow down and worship me. And God said, and Jesus, well, he was God. But Jesus said, you know, it is written. It is written. That's how he fought back. It is written. Our Bibles, you guys, the word of God is our weapon. That is our weapon. We have the shield of faith. That's our to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. That's what it says of the evil one. We have the word of God which is our sword with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, not our righteousness, but Jesus's righteousness. We gird our loins. It says with the belt of truth, shod our feet with the gospel, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Folks, that's Ephesians 6, 11. If you want to read and study up on that. But when you ask Jesus to be your savior, when you put your faith in him, you have to know what you're being saved from. Nobody wants to go to hell. And there are ones out there that think, well, we're going to go to purgatory. And I'm just going to pray my mom and I'll pay, you know, the Pope or like whatever. No, there is no purgatory. (laughs) There's none of that. There is a false gospel, which is the Catholic Church. You know, there's the false prophet, which I think the Pope fits that bill very well. Um, There's a lot of stuff. There, there's if you don't know the word of God, like I talked to my brother today, if you don't know the word of God, you can go to a church. And if you don't know, you will be deceived because you don't know. Look at the millions of people that go to Joel Osteen's church. Do you think any of them crack open a Bible? I'm sure they read a lot of his books, but do they actually read the Bible? You can't possibly go to a church like that and read your Bible and think that's OK. You just can't do it. It's like a, uh, it's like a, like a feel good, whatever, like, what do you call those seminars that people go to? It's not church. Remember, he wouldn't even open up after Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> he wouldn't let people in there because, well, if we just had new carpet put in. Yeah, that tells you a lot about somebody. Look at their fruit, which is, when you look at their fruit, is it bad fruit or is it good fruit? That's one way you can tell. That's one way you can tell a lot of these mega pastors will, they'll come down because, you know, people looked at their fruit. And I don't know how anybody still follows Kenneth Copeland. It's beyond me, but that man is demon possessed. People still flock to him. I like how they said, well, you know, well, well, Kenneth, he, he can control the weather. Or him and old glory and they go flying. Yeah, we, we go flying. There's that tornado. We just tell that tornado. You just go back up in them clouds in Jesus' name. Yeah. But, but we don't fly and go in, in bad weather. That's why we look at the weather. But you know. <laughs> but they say they can control the weather. <laughs> He's going to blow COVID away. He's going to blow it away. Woo, blow COVID away. Think about it, folks. When you see these people and all they want is your money, 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 money. Get out. If you just sow that money into my ministry, God's going to, you know, I'm going to jump on my $5 million private jet while you get into your you go. But you just give me that tithe money because God's going to bless you. He's going to make merchandise of you is what the King James Version puts it. Make merchandise of you. That's what they're doing. And it angers me so much because my mamma, Boy, she loved Jimmy Swagger, and I was a little kid. She loved him, and she loved the PTA. Boy, she'd write them letters, them kids over in Africa, and boy, she'd send that money, and they didn't have much, but what she had, she gave. And that's another thing my mom and dad did. You know, we might not have been rich folk, but my mom and daddy always gave money, always, always gave. It instilled into me, always give, no matter what, give. You know, I've never been begging for bread. I've been hungry, but I haven't been starving, you know. God always provides. It's his timing, not our timing. And when things look very, very bleak, you know, and that happens to all of us at some times, you're like now, when things look really bleak, you know, our trust is in Christ. My trust is in Christ. Like I know he will always come through. He has never let me down. I know he'll never let you down. He's, he promises never to leave us nor forsake us. Now, you know, we may not be eating steak dinners every night, but he will take care of us. What did the Apostle Paul say? I've known how to, how, to, how to be content, you know, with a lot and how to be content with a little, you know. And that's what we got to think. We cannot be complainers and grumblers in these last days. That makes us just like the world. Even Christ said, don't, don't, don't complain. Don't be a grumbler. Rejoice. Because the world looks at us. And when, how we react to situations, like you can't, you can't, you know, 
sometimes you can't, well, actually, most of the time, you can't stop what's going to happen, but you can, you can make a difference in how you react. So, like in traffic, somebody cuts me off, like I was really like, you little, you know, but now I'm just like, eh, you know, I don't say much anymore. You know, kind of lost with that fire. You know, I'm like, eh, you know. <laughs> Not say I'm always like that, though. But, you know, we how we react to situations. And things look really, really bleak and dark and everything. How do we react? When you get that bad report from the doctor, how do you react? How do we react as Christians? With joy. With joy. You know, Christ suffered for us. And he said that, you know, in this world, we will have trials and tribulations and sufferings. We will. We are going to. He didn't say you might. He said you will. We will go through trials and tribulations and sufferings. But it's nothing compared to what's coming, you guys. It's nothing compared to when the Lord Jesus calls us home. You guys, do you realize? Oh, there's going to be the rapture of the church. If we're still here and alive, we will be caught up together with the Lord. Unless we go before, you know, if we die before, we're still going to be with the Lord. Be absent from the body to be present with Christ. There's no soul sleep. And um, so we'll be with the Lord. And then the rapture comes like John uh, in Revelation chapter four, verse one. Come up here and see what must take place. You know, that's the rapture. There's a door standing open. And um, folks. That's the last time the church is mentioned <laughs> from on earth. So um, that's that's a that's a picture of the rapture as well. They rapture, they John Derby, they took a new thing. Well, if it's a new thing, the Apostle Paul was a pre-tribulationist too. So you know, take that where you want to take that too. But it's like um, Pastor at, um, Brett Meter from Matthew Creek was saying his prophecy update today. He said, you know, a lot of stuff that we're, you know, as you read through the Bible, you're like, there's things gonna be that's going to be revealed to us later on that wasn't revealed to them, like the Book of Daniel. And he goes, even reading Daniel's like sealed this book up until the end of time. Daniel's not for you to know. But now we can understand the book of Daniel. And even more so just recently. It's um it's amazing. The word of God is a living and active. It's living and active. Isn't that amazing? You can read one passage one day, get something. You can read it next week and get something totally different out of it. The Holy Spirit will speak to you differently. It's amazing. It's amazing. Guys, there was so much more that I wanted to cover tonight, but um, <laughs> I went out of, on a tangent. You know, me and ADD. That's my friend, ADHD. <laughs> oh, the Lord, the Lord Jesus. I pray every, you know, every time I get on a podcast that the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit would, you know, um, would just give me the words to say, you know, just to help me, just to say what he, you know, wanted me to say. And so anyway. Um, I think I've read this before, but maybe not. But uh, I think I did. But does the Pope have? Yeah, I did. I did. I actually did a podcast on this. Does Pope Francis have all the markers of an apocalyptic figure? Of course he does. <laughs> he absolutely does. But um, guys, go check out. Uh, it's called Real Life with Jack Hibbs. You guys, go check that out. And go <clears throat> show Pastor Jack Hibbs some love. He does have the Calvary Chapel Chino Hills Church there in California. But you can go to Jack Hibbs, that's H-I-B-B-S, B as in boy, B as in boy, S as in Sam, dot com, jackhibbs.com. And he's got a lot of great stuff on there. They have an app as well. Um, Living in the Days, D-A-Z-E of Deception. He's on part three of that now. There's part one, two, and three. And that's a great thing you guys can listen to. Um, But with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I haven't talked this long in a long time. <laughs> With that, I'm going to get out of here. And as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, the Lord Jesus, Maranatha, please continue to pray for the Texas and the Oklahoma panhandles during these devastating fires. Pray for those that have lost livestock, loved ones, and homes. Um, it's devastating, very devastating. And uh, I talked to a friend of mine. You know, when we were kids, I don't remember fires like this. They try to make it sound like it's the norm, but it's really not. This is this here lately, but um, we weren't really. I, I don't ever remember being in a drought, you know. All my kid, all, all my 20 years living on the farm, then our 18 years living on the farm, you know, we really weren't in droughts until you know, maybe your years, a few years later after that. So we used to get a lot of rain, I mean, a lot of rain. And uh, I used to love to, to go outside and just smell the rain out there on the farm, and it was just so nice. But uh, we haven't had a lot of rain lately. And so we have been in a drought and which is contributing to the fires. And so, but anyway, 
just be in prayer for all of us. And uh, I pray for all of you guys all over the world. And um, I just, you know, thank y'all so much for listening. And uh, may the Lord Jesus be glorified. This is all for the glory of God. And I just pray that um, if somebody's never heard the gospel, that they hear the gospel, they make that decision today. And that these headlines and these things point people to the Bible. That's what it's all about, is to point everybody back to the Bible. So with that, you know, in Texas, we got to say bye twice, at least. <laughs> all right, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And burn not the Lord Jesus, burn not the may God bless each and every one of y'all. Keep looking up for Jesus because he's coming to take us home soon.